Iron Skillet Sports presents The Sizzle, the talk of the 219, the people's choice, the region's voice. Wow, bro. That's crazy. That's so love, bro. Welcome in, everyone. You know who we are. You know what it is. You know what time it is. It's the time for the Weinstein Report. That's right. Every week we do the Weinstein Report with Robert Weinstein of the Times. You know the best information, the hottest information from preps and from the region. We give it to you with Rob Weinstein of the Times. Rob, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Greg. Uh, I'm ready to head out to this uh, regional football game in Mishawaka between Mishawaka and Valpo uh, tonight. Should be a good game, and uh, uh, it's been a fun week leading up to this. All right, it has been. Tell us more about the regionals. Tell the listeners who don't know what's going on. Give them some information about what's happening in regionals right now. Yeah, so uh, the game, like I said, that I'm heading out to is, is Valpo at Mishawaka. That's Class 5A. Uh, and then they're actually the only region team. There's still four region teams remaining, but Valpo is the only one that has to go on the road. So there are three home uh, regional championship games this week in the re- uh, today, actually, in the region. Uh, so for fans who want to go out to these, uh, Holbert uh, is playing at home against New Prairie. Andrean is playing against home against uh, playing at home against Lewis Cass, and uh, Merrillville is playing at home against Warsaw. And so. You know, got some chances for these teams to advance. I think only one local semi-state team last year, that was Valpo, and and there's a very good chance that uh, that number will at least be doubled this year. But, you know, regardless, uh, region football fans, I'm sure, are rejoicing because they've got a lot of options to choose from really close to home this week. Yeah, it's a lot of local games, and it's so special to have that many teams in sectionals. So you've got to give us a breakdown of three sectional games Who's your pick for these games, and who do you like out, coming out of each of the three of the sectional games? Yeah, um, the so Maryville is the one that I'm most confident in. Uh, Warsaw is is definitely a good team. Uh, they they went and won at Chesterton. Uh, that was a close game. That was in the sectional first round. Uh, they went and won at Michigan City as well, and that was early in the season when Michigan City still kind of had their full team and. and you know, uh, was was playing better than they did down the stretch. Um, but I, I think Merrillville, um, you know, I mean, their only loss was a one-point barn burner on the road to Valpo, which could make it to the state ch- state championship in 5A. So I, I like Merrillville in that game. Um, mm-hmm. Hobart and New Prairie, I, th- I really think that could go either way. Uh, I, I don't have a good feel on that one. Andrean and Lewis Cass, 
you know, that's an interesting one. I mean, Andrean is just playing so well. You know, I, I guess I'll take the 59ers, honestly. I mean, I, I think if you look over the course of the season, maybe Lewis Cass has a better record. But Andrean, you know, you look down at their schedule and their only losses are to uh, Merrillville, Hobart, and uh, New Prairie, I believe. Three really mm-hmm. tough teams, three teams that are still alive. So, right. I, you know, they haven't lost except to amazing competition. So I guess I'll take them. You know, I'll I'll, I'll say probably somebody, I think two of the three teams that are at home probably will win. Uh, I think we could have three semi-state teams. So, uh, you know, maybe I guess I'll say that Hobart, loses but like i said I, w- I wouldn't be surprised at all if they win i think it's a toss-up i just think that uh you know the chances of all four teams from the region winning are, are you know naturally that's a very tough thing to do and i, I doubt that that's gonna happen yeah it is tough to get all of the teams in but it is something to look forward to and i think it's something that the fans and those listeners who are listening now would really be excited about but i'm also excited about What's going on at Valpo University with the basketball team? Have you watched any of the game? Have you seen those games? What's good with the team yeah. this season? Yeah, um, I was in attendance for the for the opener against Toledo. They played a real good game and, and beat a good team, a team that uh, in Toledo is one of the best teams in the Mid-American Conference. And, uh, yeah, I watched, uh, I watched the St. Louis game, and I followed the SIU-Edwardsville game. A Polk Road game. Uh, I, I followed that one from my computer. You, you know, I mean, so Ryan Fizikis is, is going to be out a while. He got hurt against St. Louis with a wrist injury. Um, considering, you know, I mean, the way he was holding it, uh, I broke my wrist in seventh grade. I walked into the doctor's office and the doctor looked at the way I was holding my wrist and said, you broke your wrist without even x-raying it or whatever. Uh, that's, and that's the same way that Ryan Fizikis was holding his wrist. So, yeah. uh, you know, if that's what it is, I don't know that's what it is. Uh, you know, it, it would probably be like a month and a half injury, maybe like six weeks, seven weeks, could be longer. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a ton of information about it, but uh, it is encouraging that they scored a lot of points against SIU Edwardsville, uh, even without him. Because last year they really weren't able to score once he got hurt. First he had the ankle injury and then he broke his thumb. So right. I, I think all, all things considered, it was a pretty uh, encouraging two-game road trip. You, you know, you did split the games. You got to win. Uh, you, you beat the team that you're supposed to in SIU Edwardsville. And then the St. Louis game, yeah, they lost. Uh, and there, the execution was not great down the stretch. But, you know, you've got a team with a lot of freshmen playing. Uh, you can't expect to play great on the road every time. And they did fight to get back in that game with a few minutes left. They were only down two points. And St. Louis was in the NCAA tournament last year. So I, I think they're on the right track. They're playing North Dakota at home on Sunday. Uh, certainly they would hope to win that. And then they'll head to the Paradise Jam, the tournament in, I think, the U.S. Virgin Islands. And uh, that's going to be a, a tougher field. Uh, and so they're going to have to play really well to, to, you know, make some noise in that tournament. But, you know, there's a chance because I think it's been a pretty encouraging start. Yeah, it really has been one where you've seen them actually hold their own and I think they they they've put something together, and I think it's something special as they move forward. But you've got to talk about the point output by one player on the team. I mean, there's one that was a standout out of everybody, and that was Freeman Liberty, Liberty Freeman. However, they he likes using it. I <laughs> it's something about Freeman when he gets on he gets on those runs, he can put up 
points in bunches and he puts them up and stacks them. So have you seen an improvement in his game this year from last season? Yeah, definitely. I, I think um, he, he's impressive, Greg. <laughs> he really is. Uh, he, he improved his – so last season he wasn't a great shooter, um, which, you know, I mean, that, that has never really been his game. And so I, I don't think you expect a freshman coming into the Missouri Valley Conference to have, you know, their game completely rounded out. Uh, but, uh, you know, in, that, in the most recent game, he made two for four or two for four from three. You know, six for eight from the free throw line. That's both those numbers are fine. Uh, and by the way, he had 30 points and 13 rebounds in that game. I mean, he right. completely dominated. Uh, so you know, I'm not even. I don't even have his season per game average in front of me. But 30 points in the last game, 19 against St. Louis and 19 against uh, against Toledo. So that should add up to 68. So about. 22, 23 points a game through the first three games with some with some quick math there. I mean, he's having a great season. I think the thing that stands out to me is that he's a great defense. He's probably a better defensive player than he is an offensive player. He's one of the best in the MVC. And it's special when you get somebody like that as a sophomore who already is really, really good on both ends. Right. This year, as the season is going, he's averaging 22.7 points, about seven rebounds, a, an assist. So he's shooting about 49% from the field. So, I mean, Javon is having an amazing season, and he's really helping to pull this team together. And as you said, just being a sophomore, you see that the sky is the limit for him, and he has been so impactful right now for not only for Valpo, but in the league itself. He has really been a, a decent and nice and good little player from last season, but now he's becoming a great player. One I think that they can ride offensively when he gets in gear and ride them all the way through the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And and I was a little I, I don't know if I was surprised to see that he was second team All Conference preseason. You know, I think that that's what I more or less expected, but I also kind of looked at that and was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to end up first team. Uh, the, the thing is, he's already he was already such a good defensive player last year. We knew that he was going to continue to polish his offensive game. Uh, he's, he's a first team all-league player. He's one of the best five players in the conference. I don't think there's even a question about that. Right, right. I think he's going to have a phenomenal season. But while we're talking about phenomenal seasons and we're talking about basketball, what's going on in the region with girls basketball? What do we, as the listeners, what do we need to know about what happened last week and what's getting ready to happen this week in the region for girls basketball? Well, one of the games that I was keeping an eye on because it was also a very early game was the Portage played at Andrean to open the season. And uh, that was that was on November 5th, so, like, that was a really early start. And those teams were both in our preseason top 10 at the time. And uh, Portage won that game 58-56 on the road at Andre, and so it was a really great game, pretty high scoring, uh, and, and came down to the end pretty much. Uh, so Portage, Portage is off to a good start. I think we had them ranked number three in the preseason. They are 2-0. and They've beaten Andrean and Oregon, Oregon Davis, which is a, only Class 1A school, but a good one. They've got a tough, tough game tomorrow against North Judson at home. 
Uh, that'll be very interesting to see. You know, Crown Point is off to a good start. They uh, they beat uh, uh, West Side at home in their season opener. Bishop Knoll also won their season opener at home against Highland. That was 44 to 31. So you know, the top teams are pretty much off to the start that uh, that you would expect. Um, but, uh, you know, it's probably going to be another uh, couple weeks until we get into, like, conference play here, you know, early December or so, maybe late late November. Uh, but uh, so far, the top teams are, are doing well. Very good. I am so proud of the young ladies who are competing and going out and giving them their all. But you know what time it is. It's time for Robbie's goals of the of the show. And so with your goals this week, what's your special interest story that you're writing that you want listeners to really look for in the coming weeks? Yeah, so uh, about a week after Valparaiso's really difficult loss to Chesterton in the sectional final for boys basketball last year, you know, that game was like 35 to 30 and and, uh, it was Brandon Newman's last game and and Valpo was expecting to make a really deep run and it ended, you know, it came to a crashing halt. About a week after that, Colton Jones, who was a a starter for the Vikings last year uh, and he was only a sophomore last year, he was expected to be a huge contributor, probably the best returning player for this season. Uh, He was at an AAU practice and he tore his ACL. He uh, was sliding uh, on a defensive play and, uh, you know, felt something in his knee, his right knee. And it turned out that, you know, he went to the doctor or whatever, and it was a torn ACL. He had already previously like an eighth grade torn the ACL in his left knee. So this is the second one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this was, this would have been back in like March. Uh, mm-hmm. Greg Holton is already back. <laughs> He's going to play what? this season. He is cleared for practice. He feels great. Uh, he killed his rehab, and uh, he's going to probably be, I mean, he projects as Valparaiso's best player and leading scorer this year at the two wow. guard, and uh, he's going to play some point two, and it, it sounds like he's fully healthy. I talked to him. He feels great. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. That was only like seven, eight months ago, uh, right. whereas we're used to seeing, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it's usually – uh, you know, eight to 12 month injury or maybe even more like 10 to 12 months. We we don't really see very many people in college sports or, or, you know, pro sports uh, be able to come back this quickly from this ACL. But uh, gosh, I mean, <laughs> I was like really shocked when I heard this, but uh, he legitimately feels really good. There, there are no issues with the knee. He's not in pain. He has confidence in it. And that's a pretty big development in the DAC because, you know, Valpo without him maybe would have been looking pretty rough. But, uh, you know, with him, they've, they've got some pieces to definitely have a competitive team. Right. Wow, that is amazing. The medical miracles that are happening now for these young players and the way that young players are really keeping themselves in shape and getting their bodies back together it's amazing. It's phenomenal that he can be it is. back on the court and back at full strength. It is. I, I think some of it trickles down from, you know, we, we hear about, uh, you know, these ways that, for instance, the NBA, you know, NBA teams are, are uh, pioneering new, you know, stuff medically and, and training methods and all that. And obviously, you know, high schools are not going to have access to the same resources, but, I think when we hear about how LeBron James is is 34, 35 years old and how he 
meticulously takes care of his body and eats healthy and all this stuff. And, and there are stories about this and he talks about it pretty frequently. Uh, I think some of that trickles down to young athletes and they realize, Hey, uh, I could actually be a big boost in my own performance if I just kind of take care of myself and, and really am very uh, meticulous about, about um, what I'm eating, you know, what my workout regimen is, uh, staying active, you know, during the off season, not just sit down on the couch and playing video games and, uh, you know, eating junk food. Uh, of, of course, like I said, you know, these, these athletes don't have access to the world-class trainers that professional athletes or even high-level college athletes are going to have, but you can still make, you know, make gains by just being conscientious and, and uh, you know, kind of staying, staying focused throughout the entire year, even when you're maybe uh, not in the preseason or, or in the mid of, amid the actual season. Right. It is amazing again, truly amazing. But you know it's that time of the show where I have to ask you, who's your player of the week, that player that's exceptional on the field and in the classroom? Who would be your player of the week? Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I, the game that I was at for football was uh, last week, Valpo and Laporte was 45 nothing. Uh, so it wasn't, you know, it didn't exactly come down to the end. But the kid who I wrote my story about, Peyton Crutz, uh, I, you know, I'll give it to him because he, he had a solid game, uh, forced a fumble that was returned for a touchdown, and, and he's another kid who came back really quickly from an injury. He dislocated his ankle in the second game of the season. I think it was August 30th, and um, fortunately there were no broken bones in there, and so he was able to work his way back. He's the starting middle linebacker for them, for a team that, you know, wants to win the state title. So he's a pretty key piece and he had a nice game on Friday. So I, I think he's deserving considering how he really battled back from a, a very significant injury. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I know you've got to go. I know you've got things to do. You've got moves to make and you've got people to talk to. So we want to just thank you for taking your time and giving us some of your time and giving the listeners some of your time with some of your information and we look forward to what you're getting ready to do next week when we sit down and talk again. Yeah, absolutely. Greg, anytime. And uh, looking forward to talking to you uh, uh, next week, whether it be Thursday, Friday or whenever. Hey, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You know what you're listening to. It's the sizzle on 1370 AM WLTH 92.7 FM. Hey man, your hair's a mess. You better call somebody to get the best haircut you can find, and that's Brandon Washington at Cold Cuts Barbershop. Yeah, I know, I know. You don't know what it's about. But let me tell you about Brandon Washington. He's a master barber with over 20 years of barbering experience. Brandon Washington and Cold Cuts Barbershop, 1223 Broadway, Gary, Indiana, 46407. And you can give him a call for an appointment at area code 219-793-2822. 219-793-2822. Co-Cuts Barbershop. CNA Auto Repair and Towing, 93 East Main Street, Chicago Heights, Illinois. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Call 708-758-2855. Complete auto and collision repair at CNA Auto. 
the sizzle. Oh, baby. Hot talk from the kitchen. Iron Skillet Sports would like to thank you for listening to another edition of The Sizzle. 